BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the channel. Just making a quick video for you before heading into work this morning on a cold Christmas, Christmassy, frosty morning. Narcissists really shouldn't mess with empaths. They really, really shouldn't. An educated empath will always, always, always win against a narcissist. Really, Paula, you say? I'm suffering badly. How would you come to that conclusion? Initially, yes. Initially. But remember the relationship or situationship with a narcissist starts here and ends here. So don't make up your mind before the conclusion. And I'll explain what I mean by this. Empaths and super empaths, people that are really high in emotional empathy, are the absolute pinnacle of the narcissist supply because the narcissist supply, their fuel is emotion, an emotional reaction to them. They have to have caused it. You being happy now on your own because someone else made you happy is not something the narcissist wants to see. They have to be the one that's caused that. And that gives them fuel because that means they are in control of you and they are powerful and they can manipulate you to do their bidding and give them the reaction that they need to survive. So they'll always choose an empath if they can, if an empathic person is available to them at the time that they are desperately looking for supply. Now, if you if you understand at this stage that the narcissist has their whole personality, their whole being, their sense of identity is constructed on the narcissistic dynamic. And this can only function if they are getting fuel. Empaths are like a total different race to narcissists. I always see the human race as divided into 
people that can love and people that hate. And the narcissists are on this side and the empathic people and the normal people are on this side. And I believe that the empathic people are a more developed human being. They are what the epitome of what a human, what humanity is. And the narcissists and the cluster Bs or cluster Ds, as I call them, are the human beings that look like human beings, but that aren't filled with anything, that are empty. They were like the rejects on a factory line. They didn't, they didn't fill up with what they needed to function properly in this world. Anyway, that aside, the narcissist functions on fuel and fuel is oxygen that they need to live. So they will choose an empath at every opportunity if they can. And the reason they choose us, they choose you, is that they see people who are empathic as being weak, as being easily manipulated. Because remember, they manipulate because we have emotions. They need us to have a high level of emotion to manipulate us emotionally. If we're logical, we're not going to react to something that's illogical. But when they say something to us that our gut instinct tells us isn't right, we will excuse it because our emotion will come up and we'll say, well, maybe they have a reason for that. Maybe um, they look very sad. I would like to make them happy. It's, they, they emotionally manipulate us, basically. But they see that as us being weak, suckers, as, as one person said in a comment recently, possibly a narcissist. Um, so they see us as an opportunity for them to be fueled for a certain amount of time. They will hone in on us. They'll do the usual. They'll target us. They'll see us as a big, big food source or a big oxygen tank, if you can look at it like that, of supreme value to them. They have a lot of what I would call mini supplies going on in the background. So if you can imagine a big machine and there's a lot of different cogs on the machine and they're all working in unison to keep the machine going. So they're getting a certain amount of supply from their friends, family, um, people they meet on the street, people they work with. But they always will need the main meals of the day from their primary supply, from their A-grade supply, from the person they live with, their intimate supply source. Well, their primary intimate supply source. They will have other people that they go to for that supply intermittently, who they're not going to live with or marry or put in the first place. Remember, they want quality, fully flowing, regular, consistent supply that they can be in power and control over to manipulate, to get. So if you were chosen for that, that means they saw a huge flow of empathy in you they saw a quality person that was consistent, that was healthy, that could, could function consistently every day, regularly, and that had a huge amount of love to give. Now, this being for them our weakness, your weakness.
So they engage with you and they do all their usual basically to embed you. They do the love bombing so that they know at different points when they pull away and test you, that they have you under control. They have you hypnotized. They have you totally trusting and believing in them so that they can rely on a regular a regular daily intake of your emotional supply to them. And they can push you and pull you one way or the other. They can make you happy, sad, give them money, um, give them empathy, do jobs for them, uh, look after their physical needs, you know, just be a supply source to them in every single way. And not forgetting the attention, admiration and adulation. So they have you set up and embedded. And once they do that, they're off to their other supplies to top up on them and then come back to you because you won't be fully flowing like you did in the initial period. This could be now three to six months after they've actually started to live with you or had a very close relationship with you. But you will still be supplying their daily needs. And at that stage, then they go off wandering to the other people to give them that top up that they would have got from you initially. I mean, initially they had to concentrate on you, 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 you. They pounded you intensely to get you under control. But once they have you under control, not to labour the point, they'll be going off to their other sources to keep the few level at that level. So we're talking about they have to be at, at level 75 percent all the time in their fuel tank, in their sense of power and control to keep that fake personality, fake identity, fake mask viable. If they drop below, say, 50 percent, they're in danger of disintegrating, deteriorating, becoming very depressed and not functional. So they're continually, every single day, they have to work really hard to actually exist. And I'm not feeling any sympathy for them. They actually like their disorder. They wouldn't change for the world. They think that their way is the way to be and that you and I are the idiots. And they constantly think this, even after what I'm going to tell you now. They go round and round on the same loop, looking for the same beautiful, wonderful, empathic people. And now there's not a whole load of empathic people out there that would meet the quality of the narcissistic um, requirement. So we don't, you know, we're not popping up all over the place for them. They have to work hard to get a really empathic person, to get a super empath. Nevertheless, um, they don't learn, even after what I'm going to tell you here shortly at the end. So they have they have us at this stage where they're gone off to their other sources. And then, of course, they feel that when they're devaluing us, they feel, they believe in their devaluation, they believe their own, they believe their own devaluation of us. So they believe as they devalue us, they see us as less of less quality, um, of less something they should strive to respect or admire. And they're really putting us down. And as they put us down, 
their fuel supply is going down because they need to, they want someone that they see, they respect highly, that is functioning really well, that's popular with other people, that's looking really good. And as they put us down, of course, you and I are deteriorating in that devaluation stage. So the supply that we're giving them, what we're reflecting back emotionally to them, is not seen as having the same potency, the same quality, because they're respecting us less and less and less. And the more power and control they have over us, they look look down on us and think, you pathetic, you know, person now, you know, how great do you think you are? It's really evil and it's really a childlike way of looking at something. So they're looking for, they're rejecting us basically in the devaluation stage. We're getting ready to discard us if we don't discard them before that. So we're at this stage, guys. Now, some of us are lucky enough to have gotten the knowledge and to have realised that this person we're dealing with is a narcissist. And at that stage, we discard them. But this is not the usual case. People that do this are highly lucky to have the strength to do this, to have the enough self-love to do this, and also to have the knowledge that what they're dealing with is highly toxic, evil and not healthy for them. So they discard the narcissist. Now, this to the narcissist, as we all know, and you know, if you've done this, is a huge narcissistic injury. The narcissist is getting a huge blow to their whole construct, to their sense of power, to their sense of control. They've lost control of you. They've lost their power. They have to look inside because the reflection back you're giving them is one of them not being worthwhile, which is what they truly feel about themselves inside. So the mask is disintegrating and in a scramble to keep the mask together and get control back over you, they will do the most amazing hoover that you could ever imagine. This is a time when the narcissist will actually admit to maybe faults and will apologise and will do all the things that a narcissist that, that is the antithesis, sorry, I can't say the word, that is abhorrent to the narcissist. But they will do anything to bring you back under control, to reestablish their power and reestablish their supply line, their main fuel line in until they can get another major fuel line coming in. So they're, want, they're trying, to buy, trying to buy time at this stage to get you back if you've discarded them. And if you go back, it'll be only for a certain amount of time until they've reestablished a new supply line in and until they've reconstructed their sense of power and control. And then you will be given the most devastating discard that you could possibly imagine. They will make it as cruel as possible and they'll flash the other supply in your face. They'll really try and break you down for daring, for daring to try and kill them, basically, for daring to to make them feel, make them see themselves as they actually truly are. Because remember, the, the narcissistic mask is to protect their 
them from looking inwards and them from looking outwards. It's to keep them in a sense of unreality. They will, if you don't accept them back, once they've done that amazing Hoover, they will stalk you and they will do whatever they can. Even if you don't see them, they'll always be watching you to try and get back in there to find some chink in your armour to get back in and break you down. So that's an empathic person. That's an empath or a super empath who has been lucky enough to have gotten the knowledge or has been so narcissistically abused that they've decided that they will break away from this narc and they have to at that stage keep away. It's crucial because the narcissist will be on a mission to get you back, to hoover you, to give you the final blow to stick the knife in and twist it and twist it until they see you broken. Because that is what maintains their sense of power and control. And that's fuel to them. That's oxygen to them. That's the lifeline to them. So guys, the second dynamic, when the narcissist discards you. At this stage, the whole narcissistic cycle it has to go in a cycle. So the narcissist is putting in a huge amount of effort and investment in you to embed you, to choose you, to devalue you, to discard you. And it's all for an end purpose. And we've said it in videos before. If you're looking at it from a psychological point of view, the narcissistic dynamic, dynamic has to go in this circle. From a spiritual point of view, the narcissist has a mission to come, take and destroy. So whichever point of view you look at it from, it's, it's the same end game. To complete the narcissistic cycle after they discard you, they look back at you and they have to know that they finally won. So the discard is the beginning of the end of the win. So when they're discarding you, they're a sense of power and control over you and sense of ownership is, is like a hit of the highest quality heroin that you could possibly get. Or it's the biggest hit for the narcissist. It sustains them for months. It keeps their construct as strong as it could possibly be. So you're going from the, the necessary 75% to keep them fueled at a level that keeps the pain away, that keeps them looking at reality, away from looking at reality, that helps them function on a daily basis. You're going, you're tipping up at 100% there when they're they first discard their primary source of supply. An empathic person. But this isn't the end. The narcissist then will want to look back to really complete the deal, to complete, to get back up to the beginning of the cycle where they met you and they started the whole cycle with you. And remember, they have other cycles going on in the background, but their primary source of supply, their primary fuel line, they don't have many of those cycles going on. So in order for them to complete the cycle, they need to have discarded you and that fuel will sustain them for a good few months. And then they will be meeting a new supply and 
there's a crisscross over of when they are fully embedding the new supply and in the great period at the start with the new supply, these two cycles will be working in conjunction. When they've left you and discarded you, that supply is going to last them for months. And then when they're in the great period with the new supply in conjunction with that, they're topped up. They're really at 100% plus on supply. However, the supply from you wanes in relation to the discard power and control and the supply from the new supply is going downwards as well as they get into the devaluation period with the new supply. So what they need to do at that stage is if they're coming to the discard with the new supply, they need to have to go back to the old supply and look at them, consider hoovering them. But at that stage, what they need to see, sorry if this is a bit, is a bit complicated. At that stage with the old supply, what they need to see to complete the cycle before they start to hoover is that the old supply is still devastated, is still on the ground, is in control and is hooverable. And that's at that stage, you'll be getting the heat checks because they need to close that circle if they're going to hoover and start the circle again, or if they're going to start the circle again in a kind of a you're you're a background supply, but they have to keep it going in a circle with you. This is the point of the video. If you've gotten the knowledge and if you have healed, if you have developed yourself to get to a stage where you are actually better than you were before the narcissist met you. If you're looking amazing, if your life is on a whole new trajectory, if you're looking happy at your core, joyful, peaceful, if you're starting to date someone else, if you're not, if everything is just looking really, really good with you, if you've got a new job, new car, gone on holiday, you just, you're healed or you're healing well. And even if you're not fully healed, this is an opportunity for you to fake it until you make it. It's the only time I'd ever say it's good to fake something. Because if you are looking truly joyful, truly happy, have found yourself, have found your beauty that you always suspected was there, but never fully believed it. And Mr. or Mrs. Narcissist looks at you and he checks you or sends their flying monkeys in to see what tactic they'll use to get you back. And they see you as unhooverable. This totally and utterly destroys their construct. It disintegrates them because the power and control they felt at the discard is then annihilated because 
they didn't manage to take the empath down. And this is not the way it's supposed to work, guys. This has never been like this before. Every time before it worked. This super empath has gotten the knowledge. This super empath has been true to themselves and in full integrity. Without seeking revenge on a narcissist, they have gotten the most beautiful revenge they could possibly imagine. The narcissist feels they don't have power. They don't have control of you. Everything they thought about themselves and thought about you at the discard is totally flipped on its back and they are flipped on their back and they are decompensating. They're falling apart. They, they've taken a big, um, a big leak in their pipeline. The pipeline that they were going to transition to, your pipeline, has totally cut. The pipeline is broken and they're left reeling. They're left, I need oxygen, I need oxygen. At that stage, when they see you as doing so much better without them, they will reach for anything that's available. You'll see them going with anything, anything out there. And you'll go, oh my God, I can't believe who they're with now. They'll also give whoever they're with Friends, family, everyone, the most horrific time because they cannot bear to see you doing so well. It is the biggest narcissistic injury. It makes them feel totally irrelevant. It makes them feel that everything they did was didn't work, basically. That they have no power, they have no control. The reflection that you're giving back to them is that they're a loser, which is what they are. The empathic person, educated empathic person, and even uneducated will eventually, will eventually, but it'll take longer, succeed. The narcissist hasn't at this stage got a leg to stand on and they're going to really punish the people that they are with because they'll be feeling so bad about themselves. They'll be so low in supply that they're going to have to get reactions from every sector of their supply chain to make up, to try and make up for the injury that you've caused them unwittingly by being beautiful, empathic, human and having developed yourself and just being full of light again, fuller of light than you've ever been before. So guys, don't mess with an empath narcissists. And yet they'll still look for another empathic person because they never learn. They keep doing the same thing all the time and they keep thinking that their way is the best way. But at this stage, when they see this empathic person who was, who they did have under control or they thought they did at one stage, shining so brightly, they go into the depths of depression and despair and they try and pump out the fuel from the, the rest of their supply chain by being really nasty and really reactive towards everyone. And people are going, what the heck is wrong with this guy? What the heck is wrong with this girl? She's really going, going for everyone. She's killing us here. 
if they watch these channels, guys, they'd see why it's happening. So that's it. That's my message for you today. Develop yourselves, shine brightly. And when the narcissist does look back at you, the win is yours. And forgetting about the stupid old narcissist, the win is yours because you have succeeded in bettering yourself and being a valuable human person and adding something to humanity and adding something to yourself. Thanks, guys. That's the end of the video. I better get to work. I'm late. God bless. Have a great day and I'll see you soon again. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.